This is a Broken Toys Studio production. Record, and this is it. We are live. What? No, 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 no. I don't know. How to, oh, sorry, I don't, sorry, sorry. Uh, Three, uh, no, two. No, no. <laughs> so, a long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away. When will then be now? Soon. I know a guy who knows a guy who killed a guy. You see this button right here? Doesn't do a damn thing. You're going to tell me there's going to be some upset Star Wars fans? Oh, not with our opinions. Our opinions are perfect. Oh, thank God. Yeah. General Geekery. Specifically. It's a podcast. I'm Ben. I'm Lou. And I almost said welcome to BTE. <laughs> <laughs> I I was afraid I was going to do that, so I'm glad that you stepped uh, almost stepped on that uh, landmine for me. Welcome to General Geekery. Threw yourself on that hand grenade. The, 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 the pod pad, the den of debate. Nope, wait, no, we actually agree on things here. So <laughs> welcome to the 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 bro bay. The uh, Now, why would that be what That's, I start with? The friendly. Ooh, the, let's take this one back to the, the drawing board the, for a bit. The friendly forest. The garden the, of geek. Well, we, general geekery is the yeah, name. We don't want. Yeah, you but garden of geekery. I mean, that's okay. Garden of geekery is all right. So that's, that's all right. You know, we should we should workshop this. Like we should plan these ahead of time that's, instead of doing this live. <laughs> We're workshopping it right now. We should have already workshopped it. <laughs> when will then be now? Soon. All right. All right. So very special episode of general. Very geekery. special episode. So we we are renowned for our pre and post. Star Wars uh, conversations. Renowned, huh? Well, Renowned. We're going to go with that one. <laughs> but before we get to that, let is, let's touch on, on BT for just a moment because we did already mention it. Yes. We know that there's some crossover and, and uh, you know, folks are, might be asking us some questions. They, they might say, Lou, where's BTE been in the last few weeks? Um, it's the same place it's always been. Online. <laughs> at well, no, Okay, I see what you're saying. <laughs> um, Maybe a better question would be, some people, other people might be going, Lou, what is BTE? And then other people are going, Lou, where is BTE? And then other people are going, but what is Grimora? <laughs> but for real, where is BTE? Stop stalling is what most of the people listening to us are saying right now. Um, it's um, to quote Ross, we are on a break. Uh, I ended up getting dragged out of town to a bunch of different things for work. Um, it's been a long season getting ready for the holidays. And now that Ben and I are really doing pretty well and getting ready for the holidays thing. I mean, things are not done completely, at least not in my household, but our trees are both finally up. Trees are up. Uh, I actually have lights on my house. (laughs) That was, uh, sorry, I didn't have a chance to help you with the ladder. Um, Oh yeah. I I didn't didn't even bother with that part of the house this year. I'm going to do it sometime later. When, when you get a ladder to take things down, (laughs) then let's do the, cause I, that wasn't even to hang the lights. That was just to put the hooks on the raft on the, um, dormer to, hang the lights to eventually once the glue dried or the adhesive. But anyway, it's, point it's being, been, it's been a long road to, to get to this and, and a half and a half fast holiday. Uh, can I say real quick, the, the tree that we got? The, yes. The, I may oh, have, dude, this was epic. I may have overbought on a tree. I know. No, I, no, I, do not say that. <laughs> never. I know a guy who has, I know a guy who knows a guy who killed a guy who has a tree farm in North Carolina. And I, I offered to help them with their trees 
And they were like, cool, you can kind of have your pick of the trees if you do that. And they were like, how big a tree do you want? And I was like, how big a tree do you have? And he goes, well, I mean, there's they're trees. We have pretty big trees. And I was like, <laughs> I mean, yes. they this <laughs> points up. <laughs> yes. So I basically took like, he's like, oh, this is a gorgeous tree. It's great. It, it, uh, he goes, uh, we'll, we'll bring it and you can take a look at it. And we take it off the, the truck and we look at it. Right. And it's like, this was a pretty big tree. But, in, con- pretty big but tree. in context, it was bigger than the other Christmas trees. Right, but not. Well, yeah, but, but he but, said it was. He said it was a big. It did look bigger. I well, mean, and that's just it. It was bigger than the other Christmas trees. Right. But it was, you know, but compared to the hundred year old, but compared to the hundred year old magnolia that we were standing under, it's no redwood. Yeah, it looked it looked pretty small. So yeah. we put it on the car. And it was all bundled together, so it looked pretty thin. We put it on the car. We take it home and we set it up next to the house, and it reaches the second story gable. <laughs> a little full, <laughs> and where are you a gonna, lot of sap. Where are you going to put a tree that big? Bend over and I'll show you. I wasn't talking to you. So, <laughs> so against all of the the better advice of most people, we Lou, Lou and I personally, everyone else just absconded. They're like, no, 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 no. I, I want no part of this. We we cowards. De- we deconstructed and reconstructed my house to put this thing uh, in in the house, and it looks great. Don't get me wrong. So, like we say, we're done it with looks all the decorating. Magnificent. But I'm not gonna lie. There were parts of getting the lights on the tree uh, and getting the ornaments on the tree that I had to walk up onto the landing to like take an, a, a, a north attack. <laughs> I had to attack from the air. And right, there's right. a couple of places that the the ornaments got like literally thrown upon. <laughs> just, just toss just them to, at the tree. I had to just toss them. They'll up. land somewhere. Right, right. right. So, Dude, so anyway, we, we got to. our lights done. <laughs> it was. It, this thing is huge. It's glorious. Also, it was soaking wet when we got it. Oh yeah, it's so heavy. <laughs> it's a billion pound tree. Remember anyway. how much lighter it was when uh, when we had to put it in the new stand because we broke the first stand <laughs> and it had dried out a little bit at least. So anyway, that's not best thing ever. Um, no. Uh, but we were doing those things while it was we were. best tree ever. It would have won the ever. bracket. I think so. Um, although I also have a Charlie Brown tree and my heart goes with that one. Hey, uh, so just in case you were wondering, yes, all the asides are still here. So anyway, uh, as far as best thing ever goes, we were not doing best thing ever. We were doing those things that we thought were some of the better things ever. Um, yes. But get you guys caught up. We've not gone away completely from that. Starting in the new year, we basically took a step back so we could take steps forward. We have we've worked on the infrastructure. We have gotten some of our equipment upgraded. Um, we are getting ready to move into 2020, clear sighted, ready to go, and uh, and really attack with uh, BTE. So you should be seeing a lot more of those. Hopefully, we'll give you a visual aspect and we'll have that YouTube channel up and running. If we feel like we might need to throw out some Patreon stuff, we might, but that's going to be a very low barrier of entry if we do that. Yeah, and this is a good this is a good time to change. It was not how we wanted to do it. We planned on having at least two more brackets and then taking a break. Um, life just found a way to get away from us. Um, so we just wanted to address that elephant in the room. It is not dead. It's just sleeping, gravely, grievously injured by life. Now let's talk about people who are dead. Luke. So. <laughs> womp womp. Oh, okay, okay. Hard transition. Okay. Actually. Hard, hard segue. I, actually, no. Th- this uh, we, ha- we have to address some ground rules first. Oh, that's right. Um, Sorry. It's is a, this, spoiler alert for those that haven't seen The Last Jedi. Is, are we still protecting, are we still protecting um, The Force Awakens spoilers? Because there's one you wouldn't give away last time. Now, listen, I'm, I'm trying to catch up on the movies, and I stopped in a movie where they were about to do a trench run and someone was talking about uh, bullseyeing womp rats. So Mm. I haven't seen anything after that. If you'd go ahead and catch me up, that'd be great. Okay. So a long time ago, 
in a galaxy far, far away. There were trade route discussions. <laughs> yes. Um, I do want to ask you, uh, how'd you feel about Han's acting? You know, Han Solo throughout the uh, movies, episodes four, five, six, and so on. I mean, he's great. As long as they never get rid of that character, I'm I'm totally happy. Really? <laughs> I kind of thought, you know, it took a dive in episode seven. <laughs> and I'm going to totally steal your joke that you used the other day. I, I couldn't I, even watch it in eight. I couldn't even watch it in eight. I couldn't watch his performance at all. Okay, so. All, but yes. Um, so all that aside. All that aside. Um, spoiler alert, alert from anything within the universe except episode nine. Right. We uh, know nothing. We are the right. Jon Snows of episode nine. We have avoided everything uh, other than a few trailers. So I guess potentially they're fair game, but this will be the spoiler I give for episode nine for everything we know about it. Again, all we've seen are the trailers. There's a lot of action. So that's all I can reference. Like there's nothing else from episode nine from trailers or, for, you know, from actual movie or anything that people have reported about it that I'm going to bring up here. Uh, ben, do you have anything you want to get off your chest about episode nine now? Um, no. About I, spoiler territory. I, we'll get into it in a minute. Yeah. And I want to be completely transparent because there's no such thing as no spoilers. Knowing anything is True. a spoiler. A, a trailer right. to a certain extent is a spoiler. Sure. So... So my level of it's a loss leader. My le- <laughs> my level of inside knowledge right now is this: is that I've seen all the trailers. I've seen uh, we just finished watching the new Mando. New Mando came out early, came out today on Wednesday when we're recording. And after that, they have a little sneak peek, so you get a little a little bit of the end of one of the scenes, which is awesome. It's a it's a great scene. Then a bunch of real fast cuts that I haven't had a chance to go back and dissect because you know it's like four frames at a time, right? That and the other. Um, that aside. I don't really know anything other than the fact that my wife has read what she thinks is some spoilers. But we're not going to discuss them here? Uh, well, no, I don't know what she, what she, okay. I don't know right. what she got. All that I got from her spoilers was when we were talking about it through our watch through, which we'll talk, talk about in a second, is occasionally I would say something and she would smile or she would like grimace. And I don't, I mean, it, we had chili, so I don't know if it was... <laughs> You know, maybe Intestinal too spicy. Distress. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so anyway, that's yeah. where I stand. Is is I I'm not privy to any more information than anybody else is before this movie comes out. Yeah, we're not going to have spoilers for episode nine, but the rest of the the entire rest of the universe is fair game. Um, we are not going to warn about anything. So, if it's in the rest of the universe, so if you haven't seen any other core movies, anything in the Skywalker saga, and you're afraid that something groundbreaking might be revealed, guess what? Darth Vader is Luke's father. A spoiler alert, a Han shot first. Right. Um, those are all fair game in this one. Um, let's see here. Uh, other things. You're allowed to disagree with us. That's okay. We still like you. Wait, wait. Put a pin in that. You're trying to tell me, as we are on a geekery podcast discussing Star Wars, that there may be, dare I say, <clears throat> dare I say, someone out there that may have divergent opinions on Star Wars, that this is not a unified force of fans who love everything equally and in the same way. You're going to tell me there's going to be some upset Star Wars fans? Oh, not with our opinions. Our opinions are perfect. Oh, thank God. Yeah. Um, I, we're just legally required to do that. <laughs> uh, and remember, as we mentioned on a previous General Geekery, you know what? Um, we're not out to take anybody's yum, but... If you don't like the the product, if you don't like what ends up coming out, cool. Don't be a 
jackass to the people who are making it. They'll be a jackass to the people behind it. They're there for a paycheck, just like you and I are there for a paycheck. Sure, their paycheck's really big, and sure, it's coming from a beloved franchise who we all are really looking forward to, but... Don't be, you know, if you're going to be an asshole on the internet, go do it somewhere else or do it against a, a soft target. Don't do it against people. It's Will Wheaton's rule number one. The, it's, it's, right. Which we've adopted as our rule number one in our in our house is uh, don't be a dick. Yeah. Rule number one, don't be a dick. Rule number two, seriously, don't be a dick. Yeah. I forgot we're on general geekery and we can actually say these things. Sorry, I keep trying to protect my language. Don't be a dick, people. It's all good now. We're, we're set. Um, okay, so do we want to talk about our recent uh, escapades and what gives us uh, our, our knowledge and insight? Well, what I want to do is I want to talk about uh, backing your level down just a little bit because, um, oh, you know what? It already did it for me. And we're back. And welcome back. I just put a mark in the file. It doesn't do anything. <laughs> you we talked that? about this once before, but it never made air. <laughs> <laughs> you see this button right here? Doesn't do a damn thing. Uh, it does. It put it puts a mark in a file that says there's a flag here. I can put up to a hundred flags in a file. <laughs> I, I don't. None of our software reads the flags. It says if your software will read the flags, then you can see all the cuts that you made, like or the marks that you made. They're not cuts. They're marks. You see where all the marks you made. You can jump straight to a section you want to get to because you know where the mark is. Um, yeah, no software recognizes it. Welcome to Fun with Superfluous Flags. I'm your host Ben. I'm your host Lou, and also the world's worst audio engineer because. All I do is add features to things that no one can use. You know what would be handy? If we can mark some events. Of course, we can't take notes on the events, so we have no clue what the marks correspond to. All you have is a file full of marks. And of course, you can't see the marks. Hey, Lou, the subject. The subject. All right. We are talking about um, our thoughts on episode nine, Rise of the Skywalker. Uh, the, uh, Rise of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker. True. Yes. The Rise of Skywalker. Because we had this whole thing. Not Rise in, of the Skywalker. Well, we had this whole thing in uh, Last of the Jedi. Of, uh, yes. Uh, the, the Last the Jedi. The Last Jedi. Sorry. Because we, had, because we had that whole discussion because when that title came out, we were like, so so who is that? And then in one of the foreign, like. Uh, uh, one of the foreign markets, one of the languages. Markets, yeah. It was plural. Right. Because in English, Jedi and Jedi are the same. You know, like octopus and octopus. Right. You wouldn't have octopi <laughs> because it's the wrong language. Octo is a Greek root. Uh, so, what kind of fool? <laughs> uh, so the uh, the rise of Skywalker uh, is what we're talking about. Right. So let's kind of go back what we did. Is it the person? Is it the family name? Right. Uh, Are we all Skywalker deep down inside? Was the Skywalker inside us all along? Kind of. We're kind of all broom boy. Yeah. I know. I'm sorry. I'll get off that. But let me yep. let me do say this. So let me kind of back up and say, I like many Star Wars fans. We went back and we've been well, revisiting what's been going on. I, um, even to step back a bit further, big oh, picture. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, this is our thoughts and opinions on uh, what we think is going to happen, what we want to see happen, and maybe what we don't want to see happen in Episode Nine. Um, so this is just what we're kind of expecting out of the movie, so that we can go see it. On Friday, which is two nights from now, by two nights from now, we'll be out. So within um, less than 48 hours, we'll have it completed. Which Probably means, before which we means even it will put be, this podcast It up. absolutely will be. I have a Christmas party tomorrow. So, right. We so, all have so things you, to do. We have lives, people. So you're listening to this and already knowing what happens to... Uh, so you can laugh at us as you listen to this because you already know how wrong we are. But that's what this, that's what this goal, uh, that's what our goal is here, is to take all the knowledge we have from the films we've seen up until now... The entire, the entire EU, really, anything, even Legends, but really we're focusing on the Skywalker saga, 
So primarily it's going to pull from the episodic uh, cinematic movie, uh, you know, movies so that we can kind of air what we think is going to happen and what we expect out of episode nine. So, so yeah, so we've been doing our research like many good Star Wars fans and, um, yes, Wikipedia. <laughs> and, uh, so I kind of fell into, it. I didn't mean to, to do this, but on Friday, last Friday, when Mando episode six came out, I watched episode six and then we just turned on regular YouTube TV, which is what we use for our quote unquote cable provider. And episode one happened to be on. And I was like, you know what? It's a little way into episode one. I'm not going to restart it, but I'm here. Right. Let, let's just let this happen. So I started to watch that. Watched episode one. I was like, you know what? That really wasn't as bad as I remember it being. And I thought, you know what? I got a little bit of time. I'm going to go ahead and pull up Disney Plus. Brought to you by... Random.org. And... Village Wine and Spirits. And... Oh, shh. I was saying Disney Plus. Oh. No. They don't sponsor us. (laughs) We do a podcast where we talk about their movies. The least they could do is give us a free subscription. (laughs) So anyway, I pull up... A streaming service. If Brie Larson can get a free subscription, which she isn't getting for generating $2 billion in revenue, the least we could do is get a free subscription for talking about their movies. You know, you're absolutely right. So I bring up a nondescript streaming service and I watch episode two and that was the end of that night. So I was imbibing in beverages whilst whilst watching episode two. Sure. It feels like a prerequisite, but sure. Well, I mean, I, I was, uh, there were commercial breaks in the first ep- in episode one. So I was like, you know what? I, I'll go grab a there bath. commercial breaks. Well, cause I was watching it on YouTube TV. Oh, oh so, right, right, right. So, but episode two, <laughs> I went to a streaming service and watched it there. So I had time to grab, grab a bev or two about 45 minutes into episode two. I realized I was going to have to drink until this is a good movie. <laughs> did, 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 did it get good? So I died at about 1 a.m. That's kind of what I expected. I it was a little after that because I got a text at about one thirty eight about the pain you were in. Oh no, that was posthumous. That was <laughs> your that, ghost texted that was, me. That was from beyond the grave. Um, episode two is just a steaming pile of garbage. I'm sorry. Holy cow! I, there are moments that don't get me wrong. There are moments there. There's some uh, uh, great Mace Windu moments. Uh, l- lest we ever forget Natalie Portman. Uh, and just how amazing she is. Uh, Ewan McGregor, Ewan McGregor really just throws that movie on his back and does everything he can to save it. That's a steaming pile of garbage. It is so bad. I I was, I did not think I was going to have time. I rewatched four or five and six back in like end of November and it's been this long. And then we watched seven and eight the other day, powered through them. We'll get to that in a minute, but I just decided fine this week at during the nights when I'm trying to get things done around the house, um, I'm just going to have them on. I'm not going to be able to sit down and just watch them, but I'm going to have them on. Uh, I'll throw it to the laptop when I have to and walk around because then I can move the you know screen around with me. All you fancy people out there probably just use tablets or phones or whatever, but I already had the thing open, so it was handy. Browser was up. Wow. You know, I episode one is not as bad as I had in my mind. Way for me, way better than I remember it being. I don't. I I personally don't find it way better than I had originally remembered it. But um, it is definitely now not my least favorite. Episode two is is, is bad. It's bad. It's cringy bad. Um, I'm working my way through three now, and I still have. Um, I, I I still haven't finished it. But even three, I like better than I remembered. Three's better. If you if you watch two, 
<clears throat> the funny thing, and, and I'm quoting you on this, and I'm assuming you're quoting somebody else, but uh, there's something that you've said on the podcast before, which is time Time is a narrow arrow ever moving forward. Time is a narrow oh, arrow. Time's, time's an errant arrow. An errant. An errant. An like errant. Oh, okay. Yeah. I see, I, yeah, I, see, I always heard it, heard it as a narrow arrow always moving forward. Anyway, regardless, the, the, the point being... Well, I mean, narrow kind of works too, but... Sure. So, but the point being, time slows to a damn near standstill Whoa. in episode two. So, it errors. So, time's arrow has finally erred, and you can find, you can catch it in episode two. So if you want to live forever, just put on episode two. The problem is that oh. becomes my own personal hell. Yes. Oh, man. It's It's... I did not plan for this to be a uh, take a crap on episode two day, but um, yeah, uh, it's definitely, it was at the bottom of my list. Or, no, one was at the bottom of my list. Yeah, well. one yeah. was at the bottom of the list. No, two's now at the bottom of my list. Then probably um, Jedi Return of the, not the last. Yeah. And then yeah. one and three are probably mixing around in there somewhere with seven and eight. I'd have to really think about it again now that I've seen them all again. But yeah, no, two, two is definitely, uh, oh, and it's so sad because it's got some great scenes. Yoda and Dooku, yeah, ep- was epic. It's, it's, it's epic. The end of the end of uh, I mean, yeah, the end of three. I, I love. It's great. I think that Ewan McGregor does a great job. Yeah. Can I read the thing that I sent you? Yes. Is, is that worth it? I think so. <laughs> okay, so uh, uh, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be open open one. Sure. It's, it's right, your so it's this, your picture, so you you get it. Okay, so this is from the the final scene, the final big fight uh, in episode three. Go ahead. I'm oh, sorry. It's my it's my first line. It's over, Anakin. I have the high ground. You underestimate my power. Are you dumb or just fucking special? I've been training you for 13 long-ass years, and you still think having some sort of magical bullshit power is going to save your three little bitch limbs when I chop you up like Darth Maul? Not only am I more skilled than you, I'm on the motherfucking high ground. Have you ever read The Art of War? It says in bold, and I quote, Do not try and fuck with the high ground, Anakin. This is honestly the reason why you're not a Jedi Master. You're legitimately dumber than sand and more of a whiny emotional shit than your unborn grandson, Kylo. Also, you were my brother. I loved you. <laughs> the oh. ending read is a little different than, than you. And so it's, I yeah. took my own. It's <laughs> well, I think, I think you have to pivot on that. Like you got to, uh, you got to adapt. That, 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 that was the, the director's cut that never made it out. Um, so the ending of three is great. I, it's, one is a really good, complete movie. Episode one is actually a really good, complete movie. I liked it. I actually thought it played really well. Episode one was a good, complete movie. I think, um, now you wanted to have it several years before too, so you could have a young Anakin. That was kind of the point. I get it. But if you didn't need young Anakin, that would have made a really great EU movie. Oh yeah, absolutely. So then also maybe a little less Gungan or maybe make the Gungans less stereotypical or something. They just seemed really caricatures, like comical. (laughs) And I, I'm not picking on Jar Jar Binks particular here, just in general. Yeah, yeah, I'm not. The, yeah, the, the vocal effects were too egregious. <laughs> that guy I actually liked a little bit. Like I, I, I smiled a little bit when we came back to it. Yeah, because Jar Jar's whole like, Jar Jar's whole like thing sucks. But when that guy was getting real jowly, I was like, well, there's a reason for him he to was sound that way. Slobbering everywhere, right? <laughs> um, I He's liked, a big Saint Bernard. He should sound like that. And I don't remember his name. There was another general that showed up fairly regularly. Um, because, uh, by the way, uh, we told you we're not protecting you against spoilers. Jar Jar becomes a general. Um, but there's another general who shows up in a few scenes and he's not too bad. And he never does a or anything. You know what? He was pretty cool. I actually, 
quickly. The the Gungans I thought were a bit too caricatures, a bit too comical to take seriously in a movie that was about something that's really boring like trade wars and turning into real wars. Like you kind of need to take that with a little bit of gravity that I don't think the Gungans allowed. But uh, there there were some of them I really did like. It, in another setting, it could have been really fun. Yeah. So then what, so that was my Friday was I watched one, uh, one and two, and then I watched uh, three over the weekend as well. And then I'm like, well, while I'm doing this, let's go ahead and just throw it on the background while I've got a couple of days. Sure. So uh, me and the boys, we watched four, five, six. Four, and maybe it's just the juxtaposition of coming off of oh, one, two, and three. It's a hard pivot. I, I, we lived in the world of one, two, three right. for, for those couple of days. And I was like, you know what? This really isn't as bad as I remember. This is really pretty good. And then you hit four and you're like, fuck, this is good. Like, it is such a big difference of scope and scale. Well, it's it's really, um, it, they, they do a lot of work in the scene setting and anything that's on a planet is not overrun with CG and things going on. They let the environment really breathe because I mean, they didn't have a lot of choice. They couldn't fill the environment. They didn't have CG and didn't have the budget and the lightsaber battles. Um, uh, you know, not as good because it was a bunch of people sitting around with cardboard tubes. Basically, this was the lowest tech of all the movies, but, um, some things definitely heard about it. I can admit, you know, the lightsaber battles just weren't as epic. They weren't going to be. But a lot of the rest of the movie really benefited from it because they focused on, um, you know, the storytelling, plot holes and all. Well, and which is it, a, which is a staple of Star Wars. Maybe that's another ground rule, right? I think I think we love hating all of the Star Wars movies. We could tear apart pretty much any Star Wars movie, I think. Well, that's just is the more you love it, the more you want to, right. to analyze it. The more you analyze it, the more you're going to want to find some chinks in the armor. That's kind of where you find uh, your love for something is being able to know it so intricately, even the tiniest of flaws that you you understand. You know, yeah. like like, yeah, storm, really... like like stormtroopers hitting their heads on on beams, yeah. things like that. Like you, you're proud that you have that. Yeah, and if you really hate something, you don't talk about it incessantly. Like if you go watch something, you say, man, that sucked. You know what? We're, we're just not going to talk about this again. Have it you, just doesn't come up. If have, you're still talking about it because you're hating it, you loved it. Admit it. You really loved it. Have you ever heard me talk about chicken pot pie? I've never heard you talk about chicken pot pie. There you go. <laughs> so, so four would just, was just so good, especially off of coming off of literally just binging one, two and three, five is in my opinion it's not it's not a hot take that's the best movie of all of them it's still my favorite it's um, not my favorite but i but to well, me it's the best, best. which okay, i mean right 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 it's not your seven's your favorite yes seven yes. is my favorite yep and that's fair um but seven is just so fun and we'll we'll get to all that yeah seven i it was nostalgic and i enjoyed it being nostalgic five is the best movie in my opinion empire strikes back is still my favorite um it it, it gets to it gets to have a downer ending and because it's in the middle of a trilogy and carry on, you don't get that opportunity a lot unless you want the movie to be a downer. So it kind of cheats on that. You're like the guy at the end of, of at the end of Wayne's world. That's actually okay with the bad endings. You're like, <laughs> you're like, ah, oh, man, they didn't, they didn't come out on top. It's okay. <laughs> well, you know, not everybody let's, wins. <laughs> let's go with the super happy ending. And Lou's like, no, <laughs> not everybody wins. Sometimes you have a bad day at work. So you had a bad day. <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, uh, four, five, and six. I rewatched uh, the uh, original timeline wise or original release wise trilogy. Uh, I watched again end of November. So 
still fresh enough, but getting out there. Now, I do hear you can get really close to the original theatrical releases. There's a Harmies Despecialized Edition floating around. If this sounds interesting to you, you have to go find it and go buy copies of the movie if you haven't already, or if you haven't three or four times like I have. But go buy copies of the movie and then go look for this other thing. So that moves us on to episode six. Episode six. Return Jedi. Of the Jedi. Yes. Return of, not the last. What were, you, what were your thoughts on that? You have, you have pretty strong opinions on, on six. So um, as we said earlier, you know, we get to seven. Um, one of the reasons it's not one of my favorites is because I felt like there was a lot of rehashing, which seems to be a theme in a Star Wars universe. That's something I just have to get. That, that's just that's just part of the Star Wars universe. You roll you roll with that. But for me, I another Death Star. Uh, um, I didn't like. I just I just didn't really like Endor, which you might also consider as the forest moon of Endor. You might also consider Endor, the moon around Endor, <laughs> orbiting Endor one and two, the stars in the Endor system. <laughs> I love that because that's like that's exactly like the parsec issue. It is exactly the it's, parsec it's, issue. Oh, I think you made a mistake here. I think this is I think this is a narrative error. This I, I is, she hear I, I she hear you you said uh, parsec. Uh, it seems to be a speed, but uh, actually, uh, technically, uh, parsec parsec is a, a distance. Right. A normal person would just roll their eyes and be like, "Thank you, neckbeard. Move on." <laughs> But Lucas, you're, you're near the truth. Yeah. But Lucas is like, no, no, uh-uh. no. You know what? The moon is Endor and the planet's Endor. You know what? Also, the stars. Yeah, there's two stars. They're both Endor. They're Endor one and two. And fuck you. It's in the Endor system. Got you, nerds. Got you. He, he is the kid. Plus, they're his fans. But he is the guy that gets super upset at somebody like picking on him a little bit, uh, and which is not right to pick on people, but like a fun picking on. And then, uh, and and then he's the person like, you know what? No, what? No, your mom's indoor. Everything's right. indoor. Your mom's indoor, and she left her <laughs> indoor panties in my house. Okay. Yeah. And your name's now indoor. Um, it's it's just it's crazy. Uh, twelve par twelve parsecs. Uh, that's, that's a unit of distance. Uh, well, well, yeah, because he's dodging black holes. You know what? Not only is he dodging black holes, we're going to come up with a whole system because we have this whole universe to fill out anyway, or galaxy far, far away. It takes place in a galaxy, not the whole universe. We got this whole we got this whole system in this galaxy. We're going to spin up for this. You know what? You know what? 30 years from now, you watch me. 30 years from now, I'm going to have a movie all about the 12 parsec run. And everybody's just like, sure, sure, Lucas, whatever. He showed us. So let's give Endor, uh, sorry, the forest moon of Endor, the first forest oh, Endor? moon of Endor. <laughs> let's give it its. Uh, its are there? Uh, is there a beach moon of Endor? I would rather go there. That's right. that's where I would like to take well, a trip. Well, I want to know is why why aren't the moons numbered? The stars are numbered. Endor one and two, the binary stars. How? Why aren't the moons numbered? Why why the forest moon of Endor? Why not the moon of Endor? Endor one. Right, but it's descriptive. I guess. Have you ever seen the snow in the Mountie dunes of Endor? Yeah, I, I guess there's only one forest moon of Endor. I guess all the other moons are different. How many biomes are there? Are there multiple other biomes? This feels like this is a, this feels like this is a TV series. Disney Plus, if you want to hire us, um, we could probably get three seasons out of the different moons of Endor. I'm just spitballing. What do you think? Three seasons? I, I think, think we, we can get three. three out of that. Yeah. Um, 
let's give uh, let's give <clears throat> uh, Jedi Return of uh, as much credit as possible. Great opening scene, like uh, like a cool build up. I mean, with the with yes. the droids and with Java, uh, you get Slave Leia. I mean, iconic. Everybody's gonna everybody loves Slave Leia. Um, you get the endless nodding, which now that I've seen the Family Guy version, well, of I, the I, space I, barge, like uh, uh, or of the barge, I just that's all I see now is just the nodding, 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 nodding. Well, that was gonna be that was gonna be. My my question uh, after the talk about the first scene is: Did anybody talk to anybody else about this plan ever at any point? <laughs> like, did other than other than Luke and R two D two to stash his lightsaber? Which was that really his plan all along? We're gonna get to a point where we're gonna be on a barge and you're gonna shoot me a lightsaber. I mean, I get okay. You know what? I I'll, I'll walk back on that. The lightsaber could have been useful at many points, and they had a prearranged signal. Maybe he didn't predict the barge specifically, but it seems like the only person who walked in there with a plan. Well, Luke is so whiny, but he's also so overly confident for no damn reason. Right. So I really feel like he was probably like, come with me, bitches, like, and just walks away. He's you, know like, who, you know who I'm the most- Luke, Luke, what's your plan? He's like, ah, just, just come on, come on, we'll yeah, be fine. Yeah. What, what's your plan? My plan is my lightsaber is in the robot. <laughs> it's like, well, what are you gonna do with that? Well, I, I'm gonna win. I'm, I'm gonna fight with a lightsaber and I'm gonna win, and then and then we all go home. And it's like, all right. The the one actually, the person who I'm most disappointed in in that whole scene is not Luke, uh, because the totality of his plan was I have a lightsaber and a robot. Uh, it was actually Leia. I don't I don't think she really thought that one through thoroughly. I th- now I, I I think she rolled the dice. I think it was a gamble, but. She she has shown herself repeatedly to be a real smart cookie, really well thought out, really planning really well throughout the entire, you know, cinematic universe, at least. I kind of feel like she took a really big outsized risk there. And generally, she's kind of been risk averse. Right. But I don't know, you know, maybe she did it for love. And then moving on uh, in that movie, I like actually on Indoor itself, um, the speeder bikes, speeder bikes are great. Like I can't see you can't say anything bad about speeder bikes. Um, you know, uh, speeder bikes are actually um, one of my more you know, one of the scenes I like more in um, like chase scenes in the Star Wars movies. Um, as we know, I am not a pod racer fan. No, you mean you weren't lining up at the arcade to play the pod racing game? So okay, um, <laughs> confession time. Thank you, my son. You may speak freely here. <clears throat> Forgive me, Father and Mother and gorgeous listeners who have definitely been working out, for I have sinned. Uh, I said I watched episode one and two and I was working my way through three. That is a bold-faced lie. I did skip the pod racing scene on a rewatch. What? It's like 17 minutes of time that I'm never going to get back. And I'm doing important things like picking my nose. This nose isn't going to pick itself. Well, that'll be 13 Hail Marys. <laughs> I got off light on that. Um, <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, but, but the speeder oh, bike. Sorry, I didn't know you were familiar. Lord be with you. And also with you. Stand up, sit down, stand up, sit down, stand up, sit down. <laughs> oh, man. No, I was race hating myself. Um, <laughs> is, um, but, but the speeder bikes, you know, I, I kind of liked them. The, there is a scene, and we said everything else is fair game. There is a speeder bike scene in this latest episode of The Mandalorian that was really cool. Which was rad. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah, you know, I, I I actually enjoyed the speeder bike scene uh, on Endor. The Ewoks, I don't know. I just never much cared for it. Now, if you watch the Ewoks animated series, 
Okay, maybe maybe the well was poisoned when I was young. Yeah, I'll give I'll, I'll give credit to the speeder bike scene. Sure. Sorry, I'm trying to remember the name. My my kids love oh the the Ewok Adventures. Yes, my my kids love that that so much, and I just we'll put it on while we're traveling somewhere. I just can't. Uh, right? I, I just can't. It's, I'm sorry. Oh. I mean, we can complain all we want about '80s cartoons, and there's plenty to complain about. But man, if there was ever an epitome of we really don't care, this is literally just for marketing, just a cash grab. That was pretty impressive. That's all I'm going to say. That they could get away with that. All right, now let's get to what we were really wanting to do. So we yes. got together. We got together on uh, on Sunday. 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 We got together on Sunday. Uh, with, Sunday. 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 With one of our good friends uh, and and Star Wars aficionado, uh, a think tank in of himself. Chris Kirby Fenton. Um, Curb your enthusiasm. We all sat down and we did a watch through and a commentary track for uh, episodes seven and eight. And um, even in seven, we started to delve into how we felt about eight. But um, we did a watch through on those two. How do you feel about having it freshly on your mind, getting into J.J. Abrams' movie, the new trilogy? How did you feel about rewatching that with everything else in context? You know... It felt good. Again, I only rewatched one, two, and three just this week, so they kind of came after uh, our, our rewatch of seven and eight. But I did get to see four, five, and six recently before that, which I think played more directly into them. And um, oh, also, point. Uh, I just want to fall back a bit because if we're going to talk about seven, and I'm going to talk about more Death Stars, uh, the Death Star <laughs> does appear in, a, in episode two, in Revenge of the right, Sith. Right. That's what they're protecting. The plans for the Death Star that they're currently building. That that aside, uh, it, it felt good. It felt good to have a lot of the context to rewatch it and not feel like I was relying too much on what I remembered, um, which can be scattered. I mean, I think the last time I watched a lot of Episode 7 before that was, uh, would have been 2018, I guess. I was at a conference, or I think it was 2018. I was at a conference in, uh, and every time I went to the bar around the corner, they had it on the TV. There were six TVs. Five of them were doing surfing. One of them on a loop constantly was episode seven over and over and over. Anytime anyone from my group went into that bar and we we kept it, we went there for breakfast. They had breakfast. Uh, we went there for lunch. We went there for dinner. We went there at night for drinks. Every time we went in, some of us would go. Sometimes others of us would go. We always saw it on on that one TV for I don't know, four days. We were there. Well, and you know how I said episode two slows down so much that it becomes my perpetual hell? Right. Is that would be my perpetual heaven. Episode seven? The, the, the movie is the fastest two, two and a half hours uh, I've ever seen. And that would be my, my perpetual heaven is just getting that on loop. Wow. Mine's a warm cabin in a New England winter, but sure. <laughs> That's Your cinematic adventure is okay as well. <laughs> Admittedly, mine's a lot more boring. Mine would still mine was, mine would still turn to hell eventually. Yeah. Like no matter how much you like something, that would still turn to hell. But <laughs> what's there to do around here? Well, you can watch the snow fall. It'll accumulate. Getting close to uh, six inches about the time I go out and shovel the walk. If, if you care for, you can come shovel the walk with me. <laughs> don't worry, don't worry your mind. Uh, we'll be back about that way in about nine more hours. You can come out then as well. There's no rush. Plenty of time to shovel the walk. It just keeps snowing. So seven was a good movie. <laughs> yes. And probably a better heaven. <laughs> I don't really have a lot of complaints. I mean, if, if anything, the complaint, which is funny to me, the main complaint with seven was that it was too much like 
the movies, uh, the previous movies, too much like four, a new, new hope as, as we've said. Um, but the funny thing is, is that people were also really mad at JJ when he rebooted the star Trek franchise and, and made it not <laughs> the enough, exact opposite reason. Made it yeah. Not enough. Like this, this isn't anything like star what Trek. Do you people want? <laughs> and then he gives people a movie that's like, just like four. And they're like, what well, this sucks too. And it's like, what? Damn it. Well, I think, what I do think, you want? Yeah. I think JJ's breathing rarefied air. I think he's one of the few people in the world who, um, if he doesn't understand, has had the opportunity and should by now understand that fans just want to complain. Well, fans do want to complain. And he also breathes rarefied air that if you take a Venn diagram of Star Trek fans and Star Wars fans, those two don't necessarily overlap a lot. But as far as the general populace of all geekdom, that's a pretty sizable section of all of geekdom. And the Venn diagram overlaps completely because it's only one. <laughs> I like both of them. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Um, it's, and to, to be fair, and this is something I've, I've mentioned before, it, it had to, um, not necessarily in my opinion, follow it as closely, but it did have to, um, one, we're in a Skywalker saga. We're talking about balance. There's a lot of strong themes that are going to run through a lot of stuff. We're going to have to retread. And he had the, uh, he had the unenviable job to bring people from 30 years ago, from 15 years ago, who watched a completely different series, like Kirby, who started with episodes one, two, and three. Um, and brand new people who have never seen the franchise uh, in a lot of different markets, because China's an open market to them now. You have to be very careful about what you put in a movie and what you imply in a Chinese market. Imagine like being a filmmaker today. And having the having people come back and say, well, you know, this is the markets we're aiming for. You can't say this. You can't have a gay kiss or whatever, yada, yada. This is the things you have to follow to get the funding for this movie to make a worldwide release and big splash. Plus, he had to please fans from 15 and 30 years ago who are very um, – we can agree on things, but we're expecting very different things out of the film. You know, that is a that is a tough, tough job. And playing it safe and focusing on a lot of – you know, you have to introduce Han – People don't know Han. If you're a one, two, three fan and you never really paid much attention to four, five, and six, you might actually need a reminder of who he is, even though he was a main character. Right. And that's what I was going to say about one, two, and three versus four, five, and six is that one, two, and three is really lacking, if, if anything else, a Han character. Um, yeah. because, yes. because the entire time it's just duality it's duality of characters and duality of, of partnership, you know, four, five, and six, you always have your Han, Luke and Leia. You have your, your dichotomy there of three people and you have your Han character and with seven, eight, nine and bringing in, you know, Oscar Isaac, John Boyega, you know, Daisy Ridley, yeah. you've got your, your big three. Um, and it just, it just feels right. It just feels like coming back home, you know, and Chewie, we're home. Right. It just feels like being, ba being back home. Um, Moments in seven, and I'm not just going to sit here and just exonerate how great uh, seven is, but you know Daisy Ridley, you know running away on, jeez, uh, oh Jakku, yeah, <laughs> why does everybody want to go back to Jakku? Uh, running on, yeah, yeah, yeah running on Jakku, garbage will do, and getting to see the Millennium Falcon, I, I literally leapt from my seat when I when I saw that, I was just, oh yes, um, 
but then you also have moments that are juxtaposed of being really, really funny and really sweet back to back. Look at the end of that movie when you're getting to your crescendo and you've got Chewie, Han, uh, and uh, John Boyega's uh, Finn character and they're getting ready to go in. It's like, what are we going to do? And he's like, well, just use the force. And it's like, that's not that's how not the how force, force works. works. And then Chewie You're does, cold? And Chewie, you're cold? It's like, it's just such a perfect moment of levity that you need right before. It makes, it makes the tension get even higher that you have this moment of like, like how you you'll get really nervous before you get on like a ride or something. You just start laughing, right? You know, it's like the only way you a can natural find response. A, a natural response. The only way you can defend yourself uh, is to do the opposite of what you're scared, so you laugh. And then the moment between here's your spoilers between Han and his son Ben, um, just out there alone, just the two of them. I went from being tense, laughing, back to tense to sad and then angry in such a short amount of time in that movie. I just think it's beautiful. So yes, I am. I am sitting here just blowing this movie, but it, the, <laughs> that's okay. But, that's but, okay. But it, but it, I like it that much because I think JJ just nails it, which is why my expectations for nine are probably way too high, but I think he nails it in this movie. Yeah. And, um, you know, uh, to throw, throw that on there in terms of scenes, Ray and Leia, they share a look. And then yes, they do. embrace. And it's yes, they do. An amazing scene it is uh, carries on from what you're talking about earlier. It's it's that's a good scene. The um, this this may be a part uh, again where we disagree since we kind of feel differently on a spectrum on this one. But uh, the forest lightsaber fight, I felt kind of opened up the universe. Okay, we are like pr- continually told that only a, a light you know a Jedi can wield a lightsaber. I mean, you know, it's, it's kind of driven to our heads. And then the Sith, well, they're basically dark Jedi. So sure, they can wield a lightsaber. Why not? Uh, it takes so much time to build one. It's such, a, it's such a task. But it turns out any fool can just pick one up and throw it around. And we find this out because, frankly, it goes back to our roots. That's exactly what Luke does in 4. He picks up this right. tube. He looks down. He's right. looking down the barrel of a loaded weapon, right? And, you know, what, is, uh, what does Obi-Wan say? Not... Give me that, you idiot. Um, he says, oh, no, like, turn it the other you way, you fool. Hit the button. Yeah, cool. Look, it's a laser sword. Play around with it, you know? Do you think um, maybe Obi-Wan was, like, force-holding the trigger from uh, igniting? Like, possibly. Knowing, like, it, like, his own, like, force uh, safety on the lightsaber just to be like, this kid is going to, this kid's going to wander into traffic. I like that interpretation way better because otherwise it's a really irresponsible old man out in the desert who's just like, here, play with my loaded machine gun. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, cause I, Luke, yes, trains in a Jedi and yes, he's force aware, but he doesn't know how to harness any of this. So, um, Finn getting to wield a lightsaber for a bit and getting overpowered because he should, um, but getting to wield a lightsaber and realizing, oh, you know what? Someone could pick this up. It, and it carries through in themes, which as much as there's things we're going to get into about eight, force pulling a broom. Right. People can be force sensitive. People can even train themselves in certain ways. But, you know, anyone can wield it. Um, it is at home for Ray, apparently, because she picks it up and she holds her ground against, I think what we're going to agree is, what are the most powerful, if not the most powerful Sith, maybe next to the legend of... Um, Darth oh, Plagueis. Plagueis, thank you. The wise and... Darth wonder. Plagueis the wise. Have yeah. I ever told you about Darth Plagueis the wise? Yes, please stop. <laughs> it's always Darth Plagueis the wise with Ben. <laughs> he was great at basketball. 
Also a pretty good golfer. Terrible in the short game. Great off the tee. Have I told you the rule about the two iron? <laughs> there must always be two. <laughs> one for the short pitches and one for the long pitches. Um, uh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Um, so, so yes. Yeah, so, so um, uh, Kylo Ren is supposed to be one of the greatest right. Sith Force users since Plagueis. Right. Um, can not just inject his thoughts into people's minds, but can apparently appear places, as we'll get to. Uh, but even for 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 Ray. You know, that should have been a fight over pretty quick, but she holds her ground. Like, this is this is interesting. It kind of rewrites the rules of lightsaber duels. Her cross-training with her staff apparently paid a lot of dividends, and she managed not to cut her own limbs off. Which I would have done immediately. Right. Now, I mean, imagine, like, you, you, okay, um, you were a kid who grew up with uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> yes. Did you ever get a set of nunchucks as a president at any time? I the did. I think nunchucks? I told a story about it, but yeah, yeah. I, got, I got nunchucks. I promptly oh, yeah, yeah. broke. Yes, yeah, you probably broke. You didn't have them long enough to really uh, to hit yourself with them. Did you ever hit yourself in the nards with them or anything like that? Uh, my dad fixed them, so I was able to then repeatedly hit myself in I the nards. I constantly hit myself in ways I didn't intend to, because <laughs> um, you're supposed to be able to stop them with your body in, in a controlled way, but I constantly hit myself in the head and the nards all over the place. Imagine giving somebody a lightsaber and being like, cool, here's a sword. All sides of it are sharp. Also, they instantly cut your your body part off. There's no wounding. Good luck with that. I just like the idea of, of, of like a 12-year-old Lou like coming in the house. He's like, mom, I, I think I'm concussed. You're fine. Go back outside and play. Then five minutes later, completely un... Five minutes later, without any memory of having already walked in the house, you walk back in. You go, Mom, I, I, I think I'm concussed. You're fine here. Go back outside and play. And then you come back in. Your head's just really bleeding. It's like, Mom, I know I've been outside playing for a few hours, but I think I'm concussed. <laughs> well, it's not dinner time yet. Go back out. <laughs> well, yeah. And imagine if it's like four stuff. You're just like, you come back inside. It's like, Mom, I cut off my hand. That's the third robot hand this week. <laughs> robot hands don't grow on trees. Um, anyway, so anyway, I do have a little bit of a theory on that and I, I'm not going to delve too much into theories because this is going to come later, but since you've already hit on it, I am going to say this is I, I think that, and this is piggybacking on the, the backs of smarter people than me. I think Ray can yield the force so well because of her connection to Kylo Ren, which we see more of in eight. Mm -hmm. So I think the idea is that he is trained in the ways of the force but they're both being controlled ultimately, probably by um, Palpatine. Sure. But he's being controlled in the way of the Force, and I think you that mean because Snoke, right? Because he's he's clearly the big bad. Donnie, I said it was near the In and Out Burger. <laughs> um, <laughs> you're out of your element. No, I my no, over the line, <laughs> the over the line, across this line. You do not. Also, dude, Asian American uh, Jedi, please. Um, anyway. I think that their force connection is why she is able to do it so well, is to be able to yield the force so well, is because of her connection to Kylo Ren. She's kind of leeching off of that. Yeah, I, it's po entirely possible. I also am perfectly 100% willing to believe that um, he either knows who she is or can feel it through the force and is giving some quarter. Oh, absolutely. Like definitely showing, like demonstrating the power of the dark side. Um 
I would hesitate to stop short of the idea that he's he's grooming her like uh, Palpatine groomed Anakin because I just don't think he has the self-control to really manipulate someone like that. But I think he's definitely trying to show demonstrate the raw power of the dark side of the force because this is a raw power character. He goes around, you know, beating the shit out of his ship, uh, verbally abusing his staff. This is a raw power, uh, out of control guy. Well, I think it's out of his control. I don't think there's any grooming happening. Yeah. I think it's an, an unbeknownst for the same reason that they don't know why they have this force connection. They're able to force talk and force feel the rain that falls, uh, you know, right. on Africa is that, uh, okay, Toto, <laughs> we're not in Kansas anymore. We're in the podcast studio. I, I, I think that that's the connection. Anyway, let's get beyond that. Let's talk briefly. I'm gonna say briefly, briefly, briefly about eight. Before we move on to nine. It happened. All right. Now, nine. <laughs> nine usurped a lot of, of or sorry, eight usurped a lot of seven. We've talked about this at length. Some people were, many people were divided. I think it's a very, I, I think it's a very good movie. Yes. I just have problems with certain aspects that I think change the universe that we know, but I'm hoping that maybe that leads to a payoff. Yeah. And, uh how much do we really want to get into eight? Like, is it? Well, we got to get into eight some because it leads directly into what we want, what we think we're going to see out of nine. Sure. Yeah. Fair. All right. So no more big bad. Yeah. We have to now reestablish a new big bad, which I think we spent our time at like the last two seconds of some trailers establishing the big bad. It's like, great. Maybe like the two of you could have been in a room for a few minutes. Right. Maybe one of you could have watched the other's film right. and kind of or read read the liner notes or something. Surely he had some production notes, read like looked at the doodles on the side of the page, if nothing else, because maybe if there was some narrative consistency, we could have established a nice arc. You know, sometimes people say, well, you know, maybe this was all planned to begin with and they're just leading us all along. No, no, but no, they, no. But they, they actually said... J.J. and Ryan Johnson wrote their movies separately, and Ryan Johnson specifically, despite being approached by J.J., declined to actually work on their narratives together. That being said, even more recent news, J.J., when talking about this movie and talking about the changes that Ryan made and how divisive it was... um, said, and I quote, there's nothing that can't be undone. Yes. Like literally saying, he's like, I get final say in this. And some of it is going to be to fix what happened in eight. And I'm, and I'm happy about that, but it makes me sad that we have to watch mom and dad fight. Right. And it's the, the, it's the entire plan for this, this trilogy that's capping off a trilogy, a trilogy of trilogies, the entire, the entire strategy, right. We're, We're capping off a triple trill. The entire strategy was Serpentine Babu Serpentine. And, you know, I don't really blame either of them for this. Who at Disney thought it was a good idea to allow the movie eight to go out without the people collaborating at all? And, you know, JJ, JJ attempt, reached out. He, you know, he extended an olive branch. Ryan Johnson didn't take it. An olive branch is bad because they weren't at war. He, he, he did the effort. He came forward and said, hey, here's my, you know, here's what I'm thinking. Would you like to collaborate on it? Would you like to work together? And Ryan Johnson was like, no, nah, no, I got this. Like, I'll just do whatever, right? Like, because it's whatever. It's not like it's the eighth movie in a series of movies that is central to an extended universe. None of this matters. That's a, that's a bold move, Cotton. Bold move, Cotton. And I get what Ryan was trying to do. And, the, and, and we mentioned this when we were doing our watch throughs is Ryan Johnson is a fan of Star Wars. It's not like sure. he's not, it's not like a he's Star never seen Wars the Star Wars, Wars Right. But... 
some people need to have the restraint to play with other people's toys and write stories with other people's toys. And like, for instance, if I were given the rights to, to, to direct a Star Wars movie, I wouldn't have the restraint to do that. I would probably end up pulling a Ryan Johnson. And what I mean by that is Ryan Johnson, it seems like, looked at this and went, okay, here's the whole Star Wars universe. But I always thought it'd be cool that instead of this, Jedi had this power and then just threw it in there. And it's like, that's great, but they don't. That's not... That's not what the movies have established. I know the EU has become legends, but that's not what the EU has established. Sure. But you just kind of came in and go, well, this would be great if it was this way. It's not. And now everybody else has to kind of make, kind of retcon what you've done to make it fit in at least a little bit. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think when you, I think if you end up in the loony bin, you got to smear a little of your own shit on the wall. That's just. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's what I was. Right. More eloquently put. Thank you. <laughs> um, but it's. That is the the universe does have to move forward, uh, and I think one of the things that I'm still grappling with, uh, with so far everything in the new trilogy, really episode seven and eight to certain extents, is what I really want. When Disney bought this property, I said yes, we are going to get more EU stuff. Um, we're going to get more stuff outside the Skywalker saga. We'll finish the Skywalker saga probably because you know uh, Lucas proposed twelve, so. When by the time we're buried, there'll probably be twenty-eight of them. It'll be a long, t- it'll be a, a long time in the future in a galaxy far, far away, because it'll actually surpass us. But um, I really wanted more EU stuff, and of course, I expected there to be a seven, eight, and nine. But I wanted really more EU stuff, and I feel like, uh, especially Ryan Johnson, would have been a much better fit to do something, especially now that EU is Legends. And we're kind of resetting the clock on it. I, I actually really like that idea because they're legends. We can now go back and then say, oh, this this legend turned out to be true in its entirety. Uh, and we can republish this. The The Clone Wars TV series apparently is is it's EU, um, but it's not relegated to legends. It's now like, nope, uh, we're doubling down on this. We're even adding another season. This is canon again. Um, they can do that. They can pull the legends out and say, no, we were able to verify the legends. Um, but it also allows them to get out of a lot of really sticky wickets. Um, they can kind of go off in a different direction. And to a certain degree, I think that's kind of what the EU and what bringing in fresh blood is supposed to do. We're supposed to find new things we hadn't thought about. We're supposed to do new things in the universe. Um, you know, maybe, maybe Ryan Johnson should have just been stuck with uh, three movie series on his own and maybe not given eight. Maybe, maybe that's where he would have been a better fit. Sticky wicket was one of the Ewoks, right? Is that, yes, that's who that was. Okay. I want to make sure I have that right. That's uh, because that's all he said. <laughs> Sticky wicket. Sticky wicket. Sounds about right. Um, Master Luke, I believe. So, uh, okay. Well, so what I was going to say about, uh, about eight is one of the biggest problems I had and still have is the fact that Force Ghosts, now rather than being people that hang around at the camp, campsite after everything's all done, right? they can now impact the world around them. Yoda can set fire to stuff. People can actually interact with physical objects around them. It, it, it's, it, it did bother me, but it doesn't now. Yes. And the reason it doesn't now is I... I believe it will be fixed in the next movie, and I don't believe the power will be, will be taken away. What I do believe is... Moses Burning Bush kind of scenario? It's maybe, a, it becomes Legends? Maybe. It becomes Star Wars Legends? <laughs> not to take anything away from Luke, but maybe Luke wasn't totally ready 
in four. Maybe Obi-Wan, still testing him, maybe Obi-Wan helped a little bit. Maybe Obi-Wan helped get that bomb down the shaft. Okay. So I'm kind of retconning a little bit. Yoda can interact with people. What if in this next movie, and I'm okay with this, what if J.J. goes, you know what? Force ghosts can now interact with things. And all the rest of us go, well, if they can interact with things, why haven't they been lending a hand before? Maybe they do now. Uh, or maybe they always have. Or maybe they just always never have. notice. And exactly. So, you know what? If someone came to me right now and they go, in this next movie, which is going to sound so stupid because anybody listening to this has already seen it. But it's like, you know what? Yoda can't just bring down lightning and whatever else. People can actually interact. What if we actually see that? What if we see them battle? What if we get to see former characters actually battling again? What so if we get to, what if we get to see Anakin battling his old master? Something I've wondered. Go ahead. Emperor Palpatine. Right. Which we hear we hear the chuckle at the end of the trailers. Ian McDermott. Also, another, you know, if we're talking fantasy draft, I completely passed over Ian McDermott. Yeah, that's a good one. Would be up pretty high. Uh, but what if, what if Palpatine is back? But what if he's a force ghost? Right. Why not? What if we actually get to see Darth Plagueis? Yeah. What if, I mean, 100%. Um, I assume we what don't if, see... What if Plagueis I, I assume- and Yoda... Go at it to bring balance to the force. You, and what if you bring back, uh, because uh, Ewan McGregor is going to get a Disney Plus uh, series, what if you get to see right. Ewan McGregor back as a force goes for, for Obi-Wan? I mean, I'm actually, as much as Ryan made me like, oh, this is just really Fs up the whole universe, the prospect of those things make me excited. And it's like, you know what? I'm 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 I might be on board. Well, it turns the fake assumptions under fake heads, as we've said. It's... <laughs> um, it really it does change the dynamic of how we perceive the universe. So now we kind of gotta we gotta shim that in. Either the power has to be extremely limited for some somehow. Um, like I would assume you'd have to be a very powerful force user to do that. Uh, so Yoda counts, sure. Palpatine would count. Darth Plagueis, the wise, presumably would count because he was wise, and he he could score four points in basketball in a single shot. <laughs> but so, so who else? I, I think Luke, because he could force project. I guess that means Kylo Ren and I, and or Rey. Um, but, you know, you think, start thinking about it. There's not a lot of them that had that level of mastery. So you could, you could constrain this to very specific mm-hmm. force ghosts. And you can also say, you know what? Maybe they can only, they can only tilt things in favor. Like, how do we know that it wasn't already storming? Uh, and you would have just maybe change the timing up a few seconds or the place up a little bit on the lightning. Maybe he just guided something that was already going to happen. And then it's, then it's not calling down force lightning. Maybe he just steered the environment a bit. You can play with these, you can play with these variables a little bit. There's a lot of wiggle room here though. I got to admit the, the idea that Palpatine is dead, but is coming back as, as a force ghost. And he's just kind of been playing on the sidelines the whole time as this little like little cloud of gas, this little fart floating around, kind of like putting things in people's minds. Yeah, you know what? All right. I mean, I I'll could, go with I this. Could, I could see him as the the puppet master the entire time. And uh, so that's the that's, Force Ghost puppet master. Yeah, yeah, I, could, yeah. I could see that. So let's go into real quick uh, and start to wrap this up. But yeah, what what do you want to see? 
Let's start with what you do want to see. Yes. What do you? Well, you know what? Let's go the other way. Let's let's start with with what we don't want to see. So we can end on a happy note. Okay. What what do you not want to see in this? Either one specific thing or a certain turn. What do you or 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 an omission? What do you not want to see? Um, I don't want to see this. Um, so it's Rise of the Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker, right? I keep throwing a the in there. It's the rise of Skywalker. It's it's not like Lord of the Rings. It's not the rise of the Skywalker. Right. As opposed to the Lord of the Rings, the rise of the king. Right. Well, at least I didn't throw <laughs> the two return, of these. The return of the king. Right. The return of the king, the um, animated series. Um, I, I don't want this to be a movie that catapults off a bunch of Skywalker saga uh, continued... Um, I don't want this to be a pivot point for Skywalker saga. Disney has bought this property. I want them to work in the EU. I want to wrap up the Skywalker saga unless they're giving me a compelling reason to continue it on in a very constrained fashion. I don't want this to be like the, uh, I never had the Skywalker. The Skywalker was in you and in you and in you. Um, I love you, your old building and loan. <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't want, I don't want this. I don't want like everyone to be the Skywalker and now like everything is Skywalker saga and we're, we're stuck in this one way of looking at the universe and that's Skywalker and force and midichlorian counts. I want to be able to go out and see the, tell me more about, tell me more about the people who are really good with blasters. Tell me more about the Mandalorians who are battle hardened and who knows that they're force sensitive. They don't train in the force. They have their way and it's the way to them. This is the way. Right. Um, you have spoken. So if it's, if it's really, if it's, I, I, I don't want this to be like, um, a big blitz. That's now going to say Skywalker everywhere. We don't need more Mandalorian shows because now we're going to have episodes of Skywalker series and we're going to do Skywalker this and Skywalker that. I, I don't want this to turn into just a big mass market thing, which I'm kind of fearful of, to be honest. I, I don't think it's going to go that direction. I think that you're going to get more Rogue Ones and less. They just have to finish and this. Ro- and Rogue Ones are great. I don't I don't count. Um, and Mandalorian is a great example of that, yeah. too. That's why I think that they're going to go that direction is they're going. Here's something that is in no way Skywalker based. But look at the re- reception of Mandalorian. It's yeah. huge. And to clarify. I am okay with things like Rogue One and Sky and uh, Mandalorian, which both live right in the Skywalker timeline and are apparently interacting with it to certain, you know, greater or lesser degrees. Obviously, Rogue One, we're getting the plans, you know, um, many, uh, I don't know, many, many uh, impertinent, insubordinate scum died to get us these plans. We just killed some Bothans and uh, Jedi, but um, that was very directly related to it, but it didn't involve any of the main characters. Um, it looked at the force in a very different way. Cause we had some older school Jedi. Um, we talked about Kyber crystals. We talked about some of the other lore around it and we just had some really cool people who are just, you know what they were, they were not great. They, they were just not good people. They were working for good, but they were just not good people. And we got to see some of that. The Mandalorian a bit further removed, but What's going on with Baby Yoda? Why are we looking at all this Force stuff? We still have the remnants of the Empire tooling around trying to do stuff. I like these stories. I'm okay with. They can be in the timeline and they can interact with the Skywalker saga to a greater or lesser degree. That I'm okay with. I just don't want this to be more like, oh hey, well it turns out that Luke actually had 20 kids and now we're gonna follow them. <laughs> I, totally understandable. Well, mine, so what do you not want to say? Mine is similar in a certain way, but very very different. Okay, yes, and it's, it's it's the it's, same uh, except where it's completely different. <laughs> It's well, where it's the same is I don't want it to be just everybody is part of this, 
great Skywalker saga and everybody has the force and you don't have to do anything to, to learn how to be a Jedi or anything else. It's just, oh, okay, it's just yeah. it, like the, the, like the complete democratization of the force a little bit to a certain extent, but specifically to put a, a fine point on it, Ray, I need okay. Ray to be somebody and, and I have, no, and I have no doubt that she will be, but the reason I need Ray to be somebody is, you mean, uh, you mean like uh, part of a lineage? Yes. Is um, you have this whole thing of Ray's going to be important and who's Ray's parents. And we don't answer that in, in episode eight. Um, and so to your idea that Ray is just this person that's on a planet that happens to be super force sensitive and given the right circumstances, then is able to is able to just wield the force against one of the greatest uh, set that, that's out there. That story could have been about any person on Jakku that's force sensitive, any person that's on any planet, Yavin, anywhere else. It could have been about anybody, and we just happened to pick this one person. I need to think that she is specifically important, and I and I think she absolutely is because, I mean, you you look, she's there on on Jakku with the Falcon. She's basically being right. protected by the dude that's giving out her credits. Yeah, and that's who's holding her hand at the beginning. She she he is her protector, whether or not she really knows that or not. I need her to be important, and I need us to find out why she is important to this whole thing. Otherwise, really, the thesis just becomes, like, the power's in everybody. It's like, that's great. I love that sentiment. But we are picking the special people. That's why we watch the special people. And I need her to be a special person. By extension, I'm actually going to say what's the one thing that Katie doesn't want to see happen. Okay. Yeah, do it. But I'm going to do it on her behalf because she is livid. Uh A huge Game of Thrones fan. She's read the books. We watched every show when it came out. She is a gigantic Game of Thrones fan. And to be clear, uh, I want to kind of dial back on this one for just a moment. Sure, go ahead. She had this opinion before... She started winking at us and smiling right, and right, right, before right. she did things. This I'm, is I'm, not yeah. this is not something that is influenced by what she may or may not have read. This is an opinion she's had for whenever the since, since whenever, like seven came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This has been her her thing uh, specifically, but especially as soon as Game of Thrones ended, basically right then, right when Game of Thrones ended, she goes, "This was a, an idea that she had right when Game of Thrones ended, and we kept talking about Star Wars." Is uh-huh. Is she goes, I can't believe they tried to turn Danny bad. And I was like, well, no, she was bad. And well, she's like, well, yeah, sure, okay. She's like, yeah, but, but no, she was like, she was, she was so good that she, anyway, but anyway, yeah, but anyway, so, so when it comes to Ray, she goes, if they try to make Ray the big bad this far in, if they turn uh, Ray to the dark okay. side uh-huh. and she stands there with Palpatine, she goes, I'm walking out. I'm walking out of the movie. She's like, I'm just done with it. Yeah, so, yeah I'd be done so too. So <laughs> I need Ray to be somebody. Right. Katie and, needs Ray not to be a Sith. Right. So you need Ray to be somebody who is not a Sith. And uh, I, I, I was going to say agree and disagree, but that's not really right. So um, I, I think that we have established. Uh, I think that people believe in eight. We have established that she is not anybody. But who says? Who tells her that? Who tells her she is no one? Right. Kylo Ren. Is this the person you would trust with your facts? Well, he actually told me the winning lottery numbers for tonight, and I took my entire life savings and put it into it. Okay. Uh, yeah, 42, 53, 16, 77, 80, 83. Oh, see? Funny enough, he told me it was 48, 15, 16, 23, 42. Bitches. Yeah. 
a lost callback. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I there's nothing that was done that can't be undone. However, I don't even think you really need to try to justify that as being undone. I think if you felt like you had to, you could literally have a conversation that goes, no, XYZ is your, XYZ is your parents. You come from a strong forest lineage uh, and you were put here for your protection. Uh, yeah, we tend to just abandon kids on planets. Um, that's a pretty big theme. Look it up in your Jedi books. Sorry about that. And then if anyone, if there is even a reason to have the rest of the conversation, it could be, um, really? Because Kylo Ren said the other thing, and they'd be like, so you're trusting some dark Jedi. Is that really the person you're trusting as an authority? And you can mic drop and walk out the door and a scene could be done in 30 seconds. Like, this is not, yes, things that have been done can be undone. I don't think this even really needs to be undone. I think we just need to all come to realize that maybe I shouldn't trust a dark lord. Oh, don't get me wrong. I realize I'm setting the bar exceedingly low. That's how easy it is to make me happy in movies. Sure. Is I realize I'm setting my bar so low that, get it? I'm setting my bar so low that it's basically like, well, yeah, everyone knows you're going to find out who's Ray's parents are. Everyone knows you're going to find that out. I'm like, yeah. But do you understand how upset and sad I would be if I'm basically only setting the bar shin height and the movie still stumbles through the damn the, thing? The bar is set so low there that my ancestors are already over it and they're buried in the ground. <laughs> so so that's what Sorry, I... Sorry, Grandma. That's, aw, that's what I don't want to see happen. Uh, so we'll go serpentine on this and I will tell yeah. you what I do want to see happen. Yeah. Tell me so again, like happen. I say, I'm a very easy person to lay make happy. Lay it on me. Lay I, I will make it so very easy. So very easy is I want to see, I mean, I'm going to see action. I want to see the Falcon being badass. I want to see some great action with the Falcon. Mm-hmm. I want to find out who's Ray's parents are. And I, and, and again, I know I'm going to get this because you got it at the at end of episode one. You got it at the end of episode four. It's repeated time and time again in, in the series is I just want a big happy ending with the star swiping out. I just I just want the big happy metal ceremony esque ending, and we're just done. Now I probably won't get get exactly that because maybe someone dies, maybe something sad, maybe we have to bury the the Skywalker saga in its own sure. right. Um, but I just want to get all those characters back together for one time. And honestly, if I'm really gonna reach, I want Luke Leia. I mean, can't really Han, but I, 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 just, I want them kind of back in the same room together. I know, I know there's no real way to do that. Why not Han? But I, well, and maybe Han. I just, I in, mean, in, in a certain way, ghosts. we always wanted them to be together. If I were Late, to really, if I were to life. really reach, if I'm going to put that bar really high, my low bar is I want to find out who Ray's parents are. My okay. high bar is I, I really do want, you know, Luke Lay and Han back in a room together. Okay. I mean, Lay is still technically alive. Yes. Um, what they do with that, whatever, because um, Carrie Fisher has passed. God rest her soul. But uh, Leia is still alive in universe, and we've established that Luke is one of the most powerful Jedi. If Force ghosts are a thing now, there is absolutely no reason that we can't make that happen. Han's a stretch, but in canon, it's pretty well established that he's Force-sensitive. He's just not trained as a Jedi. He believes that... Um, you know, religions are frauds and he doesn't want to ascribe to them. But this one's a bit different because uh, I'm actually going to go back on everything I've ever said um, since episode one came out and say the midi-chlorians can come and save us on this one. Because 
It's not how the midichlorians work. Well, if they are factual things that exist in counts, you can have a high midichlorian count, not get identified, and brought into the Jedi Order, or miss the window where the Jedi Order existed in the entire time span, and you might just be really Force-sensitive. So can Han pick up a lightsaber and just battle Kylo Ren? Of course not. That's ridiculous. Why would you assert that? However, maybe if he trains with his blaster long enough... He actually is really good with it, and he's preternaturally good with it. Maybe he can judge people's intentions and shoot them before they shoot him, before they even fire a shot, right? Um, maybe he's super force powerful, not trained to harness it, so maybe that makes a difference. I don't know what the rules are going to be, but I'm maybe not he putting... Learns, maybe he learns in, like, Jedi pur- uh, purgatory? I mean... Sure. I'm, I, I, I'm going to say, you know what? Luke and Leia in the same room? Absolutely possible. Um, with some camera tricks, Han, plausible. Uh, another theory, I don't believe this at all, but another theory, as we know in Star Wars lore, it, just because you fall doesn't mean that you're dead. Right. You know, Darth Maul fell down the the, the shaft, uh, was cut in half. Cut in half. Fell, yeah, fell down. He came back. Um, Luke fell in five, force fell through the, the pipe. He came back. You know, we saw we saw Han run through, but that doesn't mean he's necessarily there. Like I said, we saw Maul cut in half, and then he falls. I don't know. Maybe we he gets just force, left him there. Maybe he gets force healed. I have no idea. Maybe he. Uh, you know, it was it was a thrust. Maybe it missed. Him I by mean, the Ryan organs. Ryan Johnson never mentioned him, but you know yeah. what? I mean, it's Ryan, the, it's Rain John, Rain Johnston. Yeah, it's um, he he was he was run through. It was a thrust, not a cut. Um, maybe it missed the vital organs. It, it seems to me that if a Lightsaber is so powerful it can cut through a blast door that um, just the act of touching, you know, your mostly water body would cause you to explode in a big steam <laughs> explosion. But we've established in universe no one explodes in a steam explosion, so oh, people only uh, explode from disintegrations. Right. And, I mean, as maybe, we're told, no disintegrations. Maybe, maybe he did survive. We just for some reason we managed not to talk to him, and somehow um, that was powerful enough to travel across the universe and make uh, Leia and Ray really sad. Even though he didn't die, he just got really hurt. Like, right. so how does how so question? How does Leia feel when Han stubs his toe? Right, <laughs> she's like, she's uh, like, does she have to like uh, sit down? Uh, does she has to sit down and like have uh, grief. And we know, I think we know that Han's a klutz. He totally has klutz written all over him. Right. Like, how often is is Leia sidelined just by the fact that you know Listen, Han's pulling some fucking Three Stooges thing? I don't want to know about their Force Connect and what they feel. I just that that gets a little bit weird. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, so anyway, that's my that's my pipe dream on that. For you, what would be what do you what yeah. are you looking for? You know, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna take a kind of counter on this. Um, Ray's lineage to me doesn't really matter all that much. If it's nobody, I can live with that. That is not a problem. Um, I think it raises some real big questions about. I think it raises some real big questions about why. You know, she was basically allowed to get away from a Sith Lord in the first place. Like why he was letting her get away on a Star Killer base that was uh, collapsing. They both knew it was, you know, game over for the base at that point. Um, but again, you know, Kylo Ren's impulsive. You know what? Fine. I, I, I can re- I can actually kind of reconcile this. Um, her parentage isn't that important to me. Um, but I do agree. Well, I'm sorry. I, I would be okay with saying, you know what? There are a lot of Force-sensitive people in the universe. The Jedi Order is passed. You don't need a Jedi Order to train in it. There are, it's like, it, 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 they're different philosophies. The Sith have one way of looking at it. The Jedi have another. There can be other philosophies. What about Han we talked about? 
is Han's philosophy wrong that they're, you know, oh, there is no force, uh, Jedi, whatever, it's all hokum. Well, you know what? If the, if the midichlorians are still in you, then y- you still have the powers, whether or not you call it the force, whether or not you try to manipulate it for your own benefits. Maybe, maybe it expresses itself to you as luck. Maybe there are different philosophies and maybe people who can use their natural talents can be good at things. And it doesn't, but that means... No, not everyone who's force powerful is going to pick up a lightsaber and go, you know, slash some dudes. To, to, to return to an earlier joke, maybe some people are just really good at basketball, and maybe the people who really excel, the Usain Bolts of the world, who are great at running, maybe it's maybe force helps them, maybe force assists, and they're not going to use they're not using the force run that the Jedi's teach because they're not that evolved in how their discipline is with the force. But maybe it can make people exceptional. And maybe that's okay. So I'm okay with the force being out there for everyone. And we kind of democratize it to a bit with the understanding that you still got to put in the hard work. The Jedi order, whether or not it's an ancient religion, that's all hokum still did do a lot of training and a lot of practice. Um, and it's gotta be, you got to bring your game to it too. So if she's not anybody, you know what? She spent a lot of time on Jakku there. I finally pronounced it right. She, She defended herself. She was really good with the staff. She was a good flyer. So she was preternaturally good at these things, maybe because she had extra abilities, but she trained her ass off for some, for a lot of this stuff. I'm okay with that. I do think she's somebody though. I think we're going to, I think we're going to realize that. Uh, I honestly, the thing that made me think she was somebody was when Kylo Ren told her she was nobody. I was like, that's exactly what a Sith would say if she was somebody. It's kind of like, um, it just, it just, it just blew my mind that people came out of there saying, wow, she's nobody. I was like, are you kidding? Look at it. I said that. No, she's totally somebody like they're setting that up. Of course, they don't talk to each other. So, but JJ Abrams, you know, like I said, got the last say, but to kind of come back to that is I'm okay with this democratization of the force because it sounds kind of anti to what I was saying earlier is I don't want, I don't want the Skywalker saga opening. What I really want the Skywalker saga to me has been about bringing balance to the force. The Skywalker saga has never been about lightsabers and blasters, space battles, pitch speeder battles, romancing your sister. None of that. The Skywalker saga has been about there, there is a, there is a legend that has been handed down that we are going to bring balance to the force. And this is clearly a legend that crosses generations. And the person who is bringing balance to the force might not actually deliver balance in their lifetime through their actions. Um, but might, bring balance into effect through the repercussions of what they've done. I want to know what balance is supposed to look like galactic peace, whatever it is. I want that kind of set down and that can be, at the, I expect that to be the end of the movie and I expect it to be kind of implied because it's JJ and I expect it to be a bit of a secret and we're going to have some mystery, but I want, I want there to be an implication that this is the balance we are expecting or there's a balance that has been brought. Not even that we're expecting. And I want the Skywalker saga to complete. Well, I think you hit on the most important thing, and this is this is kind of my last point on it, is you made a joke when you first came over tonight about everybody, like the, the balance of the force being everybody just goes to the the evil side. Everybody comes Sith. And yes. then, yeah. And then, then I mean, that's kind of balance, right? Then there's balance because if there's nothing to counterbalance it, then it is in balance. It's in a state of homeostasis. Sure. So, uh, so likewise... 
um, what I think, sure, the heat death of the universe is a kind of a balance. So, but I, what I think is, I think the rise of Skywalker still ultimately comes back to the person who we thought was prophesized in episode one, Anakin born of the force of, uh, himself is, I do think that he is supposed to be bringing balance to the force. I think the way that happens is that where we're ultimately going with this, this is my central thesis. This is important to me. So, so I'm, I'm going to need your attention for just one moment oh, is fine. I know is as long as there's good and bad, there can't be balance. It was kind of the joke that we made this morning, okay. but I think it's actually hundred percent on the joke we made or this morning earlier yeah, today yeah. was, feels was, like this morning was, uh, when we said, you know, well, if it's all Sith, then there's balance because there's nothing else. Right. Um, but the can't joke, be in balance. but the joke we made was the Ian Malcolm, which is you can get things as evenly balanced as you think that they possibly can be. But the slightest little imperfections in the skin, you drop the water, it goes one way. You drop the water in the same place, it goes another way, rolling off the back of Ellie's yeah. hand. Well, not is, imperfections. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not imperfections. Now, that's chaos. Uh, and that's the point, is that no matter how balanced something could be, there's no true thing is balanced. There's so many things that are going to... There's so many influences at any time that are going to change based on the number of var variables. Sure. So to have balance, we were joking, but it is true. It either has to be one side or the other, or... It has to be a blending. And that is what I, you know, so um, we are going to go back to episode eight for just a moment because the way I would like to see balance come is um, good and evil are, are, are moral constructs. The Sith had a lens. The Jedi had a lens. They looked at it. And we even see in episode two, one of the things that to its credit, I get it, gets buried and everything else is we have to be very careful and it carries through, I guess, episode three as well. But we have to be very careful about uh, what we do as Jedi, because what we do is what we do is important and powerful, and we want to avoid the appearances that we're giving of like saying, I mean, right before we go after uh, Chancellor Palpatine, we don't want to look like we're taking over the government. Um, but it's an optics thing, right? So you can be good for bad reasons. You can be bad for good reasons. Uh, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Is a great, you know, classic saying been around for. Well, I guess as long as there's been hell. So not that long, but this is good. Good and bad could kind of not good and bad. Light and dark could kind of dissolve, which is also dangerous. And I'll get to that in a second. But good and bad can kind of dissolve. Light and dark could kind of dissolve. And I would be OK with that. I think that's cool because if Anakin's bringing balance to the force, it implies the force was imbalanced. But it also implies that at some point there was more of a balance. Things are getting imbalanced. We're going to bring back to balance. I don't think it implies that things are going to be perfect forever. I think that it just says we're going to kind of swing the pendulum to a more stable point and then things can get out of control again. Ten minutes. What I was going to say, I was trying to pull the exact quote because isn't it a, a quote in either seven or eight? Uh, well, I assume eight. Oh, um, oh. Luke, Luke saying, you know, it, it, it must all go away. The Sith, the Jedi, like, right. the, like the whole thing. And, and people take it as like breaking down you know, breaking down, like, like destroy everything, but it's not destroying everything. No, not at it's, all. It's the evolution of everything. And that's where I think we're eventually going is what used to be called gray Jedi, um, is this Mace idea Windu. that Mace Windu, you know, the purple lightsaber is, is this idea that it does have to go away. Jedi and Sith are going to go away now. I think in my, in my theory is that they're going to go away now. And Skywalker is now just a force sensitive person. What we used to kind of think of as gray Jedi right. is, is just Skywalker becomes anybody that's force sensitive and the, the MacGuffin or well, red herring in the, yeah. the trailer 
that upset Katie was she was like, because she sees Ray dressed all in black with a red double-edged lightsaber. And she's like, oh, if Ray goes to the dark side, I'm going to be so mad. But I see that, and I'm like, what about that indicates to you that Ray's gone to the, the dark side? And she's like, well, she's got a red lightsaber. And I was like, in new canon, I don't think you have to make kyber crystals cry to get a red lightsaber. I don't think that that's how that works anymore. It right. could be. It could be, but I mean, that's the way it was, but it's not the way it is anymore. So all well, I've established, all I, General Grievous can wield, uh, he collects Jedi lightsabers <laughs> and can wield four of them at a time. She might've just Blue, picked the green, damn thing who up. who cares? Yeah, she might've just picked the damn thing up. Um, but what, but what that says to me is I get super psyched at the idea that's like, oh, she's dressed all in black. She's got a red double light, bladed lightsaber and she's still morally as upstanding as she's always been, but just super badass because it's a gradient now. Right. It's a spectrum. It doesn't have to be binary. Yeah. And that's that also opens the doors for people to um, abuse that and for imbalance to come back in again. Because all you're doing is you're, you're destroying the dogmatism of the two sides, but you haven't gotten rid of the force. You haven't gotten rid of force sensitive people. You haven't changed how the force works at all. Um, if you get rid of like, say the Jedi teachings, for example, then you lose the schooling and training for things like to instill the ability to do the force run. Um, but one that could be discovered by other people. And two, maybe you can divorce that from the more dogmatic teachings. Like you don't need, you don't need the moralisms about it. And I said, we were going back to episode eight. That's what it was. And I was only like three and a half minutes. I thought it was going to take me 10 minutes to get back here. Um, this is why I was so disappointed in the scene that, which will not be named. Actually, we have to name it because otherwise people won't know. Right. Ah, so in the bite scene, can't bite, can't bite, can to bite. We had a great opportunity posited by our hacker to say, Hey, um, you guys, you know, y'all are here and you're really, you know, you're really upset at the empire because, or first order, sorry. You're really upset at the first order because this place was built on first order money because it's all arms and stuff. And there's a bunch of people living, you know, um, this is, this is our billionaires that everybody loves to hate. We've got our nice, big, super rich stereotype that we can all pick on because really pretty much no one's kicking down on billionaires, right? You can punch up, um, everyone's punching up on billionaires. They're, they're soft targets. It's like, oh yeah, it's billionaires and they were built by first order money. You know, I mean, except for the fact that the resistance also buys weapons. Like, where do you think these weapons come from? Those are some really nice capital ships you got there. They didn't just appear out of thin air. This thing you hate, maybe sure, hate the first order, but you're doing it too. And instead of us having an opportunity to kind of reflect on that a bit and reflect on the balance of, um, a lot of the more, a lot of that's gray morality. A lot of it's a gray area. No resistance forever. It's, it's like, it's like, it's like a college Panama city beach trip. Resistance rules. Woo. Let's steal some horses and like get this kid abused. I, it's just, we had this great opportunity to explore that area of bringing balance to our considerations of our actions. And I'm not saying that, Hey, there is, you know, the resistance does this too. Oh yeah, you know what? We should just give up. No, not at all. But maybe, huh? Yes, this is something we should consider. Hey, maybe, um, maybe we rescue this kid. Or maybe we need to consider the impacts of our actions on what we've done. We've caused a lot of people a lot of pain here um, to get ourselves out. 
No, there's absolutely no reflection. No, no. Resistance rules. Resistance forever. We're going to be 18 for the rest of our lives. We just throw it all away, that opportunity. So, I don't know. Maybe, maybe we see it here in terms of balance of good and bad, you know? Because, again, it doesn't affect the Force. We still can have great Force stories. We still can look at the Force through different lenses. It doesn't prevent dogmatic orders like the Jedi and the Sith from coming back. It doesn't destroy the holocrons. They don't magically get destroyed. Someone could discover one and spend their lifetime dedicated to opening it and controlling it and learning. This is I, Darth Plagueis the Wise. We learned about him through his holocron. He didn't train any of the people in episodes one, two, and three. It still leaves the door open to a lot of this stuff. It still says um, you can have the for you can be sensitive to the force, but it's not a free ticket. You, you still have to do your work. And it can really open up, I think it really opens up the universe as opposed to binding us to this very binary duality uh, and saying we need more Skywalker offspring. More Skywalker offspring! What happens the next generation? The same exact thing, Death Star 12. All right, so until we start a podcast on Star Wars, the next generation, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think that's it. So, Oh, oh. Go ahead. You know what? I take everything back if we can get Benedict Cumberbatch in... uh, the uh, Star Wars reboot. I just like to say Benedict Cumberbatch. Benedict Cumberbatch. All right, that's it. So this has been General Geekery, specifically. It's been a podcast. I'm Ben. I'm Lou. And may the Force be with you. And may the Schwartz be with you. And also with you. You see all the marks we made? You can jump straight to a section you want to get to because you know where the mark is. Um, yeah, no software recognizes it. Welcome to Fun with Superfluous Flags. I'm your host, Ben. I'm your host, Lou. If Real Larson can get a free subscription, which she isn't getting for generating $2 billion in revenue, the least we could do is get a free subscription for talking about their movies. But Lucas is like, no, no, uh-uh, no, you know what? The moon is Endor and the planet's Endor. You know what? Also, the stars, yeah, there's two stars. They're both Endor. They're Endor 1 and 2. And fuck you, it's in the Endor system. Got you, nerds. <laughs> Got you. Have I ever told you about Darth Plagueis the Wise? Yes, please stop. <laughs> it's always Darth Plagueis the Wise with Ben. Six inches is about the time I go out and shovel the walk. If, if you care for, you can come shovel the walk with me. This has been a Broken Toys Studio production. Broken, but still good. Yeah, still good.